1: My video is spitting at me.
0: Hey everybody, welcome
1: to another edition of Tuesdays with Stories. Mark couldn't make it this week. I am here with the one and only Wally Joyner, the former
0: California Angels outfielder. I don't know how that came into my head. <laughs> Great. That that's good. You're letting weird things in. Let it go. Let the uh, put the filter down. Get get kooky. You know what it is? This is what the other day we were talking about something
1: and uh, somehow I came up with Pete Inconvilia, who is a baseball player of no note whatsoever and two people were like, "Hey man, I, I, Pete Inconvilia, I heard that. That was crazy." And <laughs> so now I'm like, a, "All right, I just want to get three
0: people to be like, "Whoa, man, I haven't heard that name since 89." How does that two things? How does that fit on a jersey? Petabilia. I mean, that's 17 <laughs> vowels there. Um, the longest name, last name in the history of Major League Baseball
1: belonged to a Boston Red Sox player named Jared Salta Woo! And Asian. it was it was like, no a white guy, a regular old white guy, and it was size four
0: print or whatever <laughs> font. I mean, and it it wrapped from ass cheek to ass cheek. I, it'd be funny if he put a red squiggle under it, like in a like in word. You know, just as a goof. Like, this is misspelled. I'm aware that it's a silly word. Have you ever ever seen
1: something typed out on a piece of paper and it's underlined and you think you can, like, click on it? Yes.
0: Yes. That's the kookiest thing. That's that technology creeping into our taints. I mean, it's like you see those two-year-olds now. They're, They're sliding pictures on a magazine to try to get it to move.
1: Yeah, I tried doing a bit like this, I, cause I had three, and they all eat it. They all eat shit. The all the versions of my bit, but one was, you know, my mother hands me a picture of of my grandmother in the '40s, and I'm doing this thing where I'm trying to zoom in on her tits, and I'm just smearing spaghetti <laughs> sauce all over her vintage photo. That's funny. I think it's funny. It never works. Uh, I guess cause I'm talking about my grandmother's tits, and that's what I, that's what I liked. Um, but that's the humor, sauce. if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, I am asking you, and I appreciate it. And then the other one I did, and this one has eaten it, but, (laughs) I mean, just zero, not a teehee, nothing. Uh, But one time I was looking at, like, a field, and I tried to screenshot my, like, vision. Like, I was like, I thought I could, like, snap a photo of what I was looking at by, like, blinking.
0: Yeah, that'd be, boy, that'd be a treat if you could do that. I would remember every gash and... And mashed potato, have you ever had? The best meal, the best view. I'm in the Amalfi Coast. Thank God for photographs. Gash potato, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> Bangers and gash. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the third
1: one? Oh, fuck. Oh, about this happens to me a lot, where I'm writing in a notebook. Well, not that much, but I'm writing in a notebook, and I know I'm spelling a word wrong, and I wait for it to be corrected
0: yeah like i'm like this will
1: just auto correct but it doesn't because it's a notebook and i'm retarded and i've mentioned all three of these on stage and everyone thinks i'm a big gay pony
0: well here's the clinker i think i think these are all uh i think they all got legs unlike you know uh oster Pistorius, and i think it's just ahead you're too you're too far ahead you're talking to some uh welder in syracuse he's like grandma's tits what is this you know i think uh, you're too you're too ahead of your time there fatty oh maybe that's a good point no one's
1: caught up to my psychosis yet
0: yes yes and they will and you'll you'll have the last laugh but the problem is that's the that's the shitty thing about art is you got to wait for the mainstream mcdonald's Eaton layman to catch up to your cunt yeah, that's a good point. These are these are interesting points because you know, you
1: sometimes you think you're like this is going to be a great bit, but that's the strange thing about comedy a lot is you think everyone probably thinks this and it's going to hit and then you realize like, oh, I guess nobody else is thinking that, which I have an example of that which became a bit on its own. Uh-huh. About where you know, one time I did a bit, I was like, Don't you hate when you wake up and you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and like you have like you just want to kill yourself. You have this feeling of wanting to kill die. Yeah. And the crowd was like, What? <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit, I guess I got a mental problem.
0: Yeah. Well and
1: people didn't relate to that.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good point. But I think that's why podcasting is so popular because Basically, an audience kind of sculpts your act. You can bring them to certain places, but if it doesn't work, you ultimately drop it, usually, if you're a good comic. And so the audience is basically sculpting your act, and with a pocket, you're just going, and you're not waiting for that laugh every two seconds, so you can kind of go further places.
1: Yeah, exactly. Good point. And It's just, it's enough to be, I mean, we try to be funny. I think we're being funny. Yeah. I think we're hilarious, but... It does feel like on podcasts, it's enough to be interesting. And in stand-up yes. comedy, it's not. Although there is a new faction of people <laughs> in where you're trying to move, for God's sakes, where they think just saying things is enough.
0: Yeah. But but that is the art of it, though. I mean, you have to get the laugh. You have to kill. So it's limited art, but it's still it's still a hard thing to do. So... Thank God we have both because we can be interesting and maybe a little poignant and gay and not murder, but on stage we get to murder. So it's good to have both.
1: I like both. I like a lot of different things. I mean, and we've talked about this before. I I like a story. I like a pun. I like a a, a, a twist, a a misdirection. Uh,
0: I like filthy. I like clean. I like racial, racial, offensive, uh, anal. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah,
1: I, I like, like all a, the genres. A couple sketches I like. There's like four ever that I've enjoyed. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> One improv scene was good. Well, I'll tell yeah, you, yeah. I, I used to go
1: to ASCAT. Did you ever go to ASCAT back I in the did. day? What my, you know, uh, Paul Oda, my roommate, he lived with his girlfriend at the time, was Emily Tarver, who worked at UCB, and she would reserve us seats, like front center seats, because that was like the hottest ticket in town, Cat. If you're not familiar, that was an improv show. And it
0: was ass with like four s's, and I it was saw like Tina Fey there. I saw Horatio Sands there. I saw all the all the Amy Polars.
1: Yeah, Horatio Sands would be the. I never got to see Polar or Tina Fey, but Chris Gethard was always there, and Rob Riggle. And the, to me, those two like stole the show. I thought Chris Gethard was like a, a genius. I was like, this wow. guy is unbelievable, and he's a funny stand-up, obviously. But yeah, when he was doing uh, improv, I was like, who, who the fuck is this guy? Like he was unbelievable in every scene and that that improv was like as good as it gets like great improv is like mind-blowing the problem is similar to stand-up like 98 percent of it is pretty much dog shit and i think Uh, it's a similar ratio with stand-up
0: i completely agree uh the only the only cool thing about stand-up though is you can bottle it and then i feel like improv you can't really film it you can but it ain't the same. It, when you're in that room and they're being on and it's clicking, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. Same with stand-up. But stand-up, at least you can hone it and then put it out on HBO.
1: Yes, exactly. There was the other Who's the woman? I think she's like in charge over there now. Fuck. Oh. She's amazing, but I can't remember her name now. Shannon. Ah. Shannon O'Neill. Oh. I think. I think Irish. that's her name. I think it's Shannon O'Neill. I think I she know, like or, became like she like ran UCB.
0: Uh huh. Is UCB well, completely gone now? I think it is, man. That that place was magical. Remember running like you do Whiplash. It was a big deal, like back in the day when it was sold out every night. It started at 11 p.m. on Monday. You'd run down those stairs. It was jammed. There was people on the walls, and you were on the floor telling jokes in the darkness. Oh, I love that UCB. I love that room. How did Whiplash come apart? And it was always
1: still good. But it became like pretty packed, 80% full. But when we were at Whippersnappers, which I, I'm so old now, I was like, I'm talking about when I was like 33. But when we were yes. 10 years ago, or whatever it was, seven years ago, six years ago, whatever it was, that place, there'd be people sitting on the stage yes. and then standing like against the wall. And then in a few years, I don't know what happened. It It kind of was still a hot show, but not. I guess it was what's his name was the host, Leo Ted Leo, and the pharmacist. What's his name?
0: Oh, Leo Allen.
1: Leo Allen. Yeah, I don't know if it was when he left or what, but that folks, was part of it. If if you got to see that show or be part of Whiplash in like, I guess I don't know when it started, but like mid two thousands to two thousand twelve oh, yeah. ish, it, it was really something to behold. Well, you
0: saw. I mean, it was first of all it was it was hip. It was like underground. It was like uh, almost speakeasy, like word of mouth bullshit. But then you you get your Gafkin popping in, you get your Louis popping in, you got your Aziz, your Hannibals, your uh, Mulanies all popping in when they were, like, cooking. Those guys were bubbling up, about to blow. And we were on the ground floor, and you got to see it. And if we were lucky, we could go first or second. But th- that was the draw. And I think T.J. Miller would jump in there and drink a pint of paint thinner and piss on the front row, and everybody went nuts. You know, it was... It felt a little less cell phony and a little less, uh, it felt like some, some kooky shit could happen here. And it was a little dangerous and unpredictable. And I think once it lost that, people stopped going. They're like, ah, it's 11 p.m. I'm gay. I'm old. I'm going home. Hey, cell phony. That's a
1: fun term. Because phony is in there. Cell phony. Coin it. That's Put something. it on a shirt.
0: Tee public.
1: A little cell phony, but... There's been, uh, let's talk about the shows that have been like, that's a, a scene, a show.
0: Yes, scene. big. Because
1: I think of Cabin as one, too, here in New York that's no longer there. True. And Whiplash, like, when you got booked on Whiplash, it felt like doing a TV set. You were like, oh my yes. god, I gotta do Whiplash tonight, you'd be nervous, you'd shit in your pants a couple times. Yeah. And, I mean, it was hot crowds, and uh, Cabin was like that, too. It was Thursday nights at 10 or 9. I think it was 9, but started late. Yeah. And that was in the East Village in that bar. No one's ever bought it. It's still there. But that was another one where, like, everybody would be. Like, it was like the scene in Goodfellas with, with, you know, Mickey Eyes and, and all that and Mikey Franchese. Like, you'd walk through and it was just every single seat was taken by the comics. It was so fun. And then the room was just... Slammed like you couldn't get in. If you were up yes. next, you'd be in the back against that door, and then someone would open it, and you'd fall out of the door and yep. the curtain, and that crazy drunk guy that sat up front, and then in the middle of your set, a guy would walk back with six cases of beer right past you.
0: Yes, wow, those were those were wild times. Every photo. If you're a super fan or a super super fan, I, I caught myself there, but. Every photo of us, arm-in-arm, arm, headlock, droopy eye, drooling, shit stains, that's Cabin. Everyone, I'm in, I'm in a white shirt, you got a hoodie on, Soder's uh, hanging on the scaffolding, and, uh, you know, Louie Katz is eating my ass, and Veter's blowing you, and that's Cabin. Every one of those, if you've seen those on Instagram, that's all Cabin. I think Vito was only there once,
1: but yeah, I mean, it was unbelievable, (laughs) and there till sunup several times, Tommy Johnigan almost got in a fistfight with the bartender one time That'd be mean, and I I spent all my money that I didn't have there, because there was like a credit card minimum, of course I had no cash, because I didn't have any money, and it was like a credit card minimum, but you'd have those drinks, and you'd be like, everyone get a shot on me, you're just trying to,
0: you know, somehow get Sean Patton to like you, so you're like, to have three shots, you fuck, Yes. They and had, they must have cleaned up all those down I mean, we spent thousands in there, or somebody did. You know, I've, Michael Che would be in there buying drinks. I remember we watched Mike Lawrence's Conan set after I did Conan. I got a text: "We're at cabin watching it." Like that's how big cabin was that you knew where your friends were when they watched it. That's
1: uh, that, it was special. I remember one night, one a great memory of me, Matt Wayne, George Gordon, and Cantor were all at the bar in the area of the bar. And night they drove old Dixie down by the band was on and we just all knew everywhere. And slowly we all just started <laughs> singing along and we had like an arm in arm like sing along to the song. And it was still like one of the great moments of my comedy career. Yeah. And I-, I love those guys. And um, that's it. That's the end of the story. But it was just special. I can close my eyes or actually I can leave my eyes open and I can just uh, I can see it all.
0: I love that place. Love that play. It was gritty. It was those. Was, was, remember that bathroom was uh, that bathroom. You could get AIDS from looking at it. I mean, there was puke everywhere. And there was a tampon coming off the wall and shit stains. I, I had a few a uh, few gals in there. I mean, that was a wild wild ride. I hated that bathroom because there was no lock,
1: and yeah. every once in <laughs> a while I'd be nervous because I I drank forty eight PBRs and ate three hot dogs, and then I had to do a set and like <laughs> you know. The nerves are brewing. Todd Barry's back there, so I got to take a shit the size of my mother's legs, and the door would just open, and you just couldn't. You'd have to try to like keep a foot on the door, yes. and it was far away, and and also like on the mirror, it just said "you suck," "you're a Nazi," whatever. Um, so it was it was a, a crazy kooky time, but God, I got some yeah, I got some great photos from there on Facebook and shit.
0: Ah, oh, dude, I remember one time uh, my. <laughs> Sean, Sean Patton it was his show, basically. But he would show up late and then headline it. He'd literally do, like, 45 minutes, and it would murder. It was, that was, like, his kingdom. And I remember one time Jim Gaffigan showed up. I look over. I see Jim Gaffigan, Juzzle and Hannibal talking, and I'm like, what the fuck is... Oh, my God. Oh, look at these fucking legends. You know, Hannibal's, like, a year older than me. And my friend Zach had to go on. He was trembling. He went on, and then Gaffigan just walked on stage after him and grabbed them. They like a pass the mic. And Sean Patton looks at my friend, Zach, and goes, tell me this ain't the city where dreams come true, baby. And we were like, ah, (laughs) we all fucking made out. It was, it was pretty sad and gay, but it was awesome. Well, this
1: is the, this is the thing I miss most with COVID is, you know, the road I've done a couple gigs here and there, and you've been working the road a bit, but that is fun and exciting because you build your act and you got fans and that's all fun. But the city stuff, like I said a couple weeks ago, I got to do the VU, and that feeling of being in the back with like six comics, not the local MC with respect to the local MC, not a guy you met a half hour ago and you're like, hey, nice to meet you, and you're back there watching the feature, who is whatever, I love, I, I miss being at the bar and there's like eight people and then, you know, you know like you said, Gaffigan shows up or Louie walks in or whoever, or you're like, hey, Sarah Silverman's in town. She's been yeah. running around town. She might show up. Yeah. And you're all like, everyone's talking. And then you're like, oh, wait, uh, fucking, you know, Simonson's on. everyone I, I got to watch this set. Let me see what he's got. Yes. And I, I really miss those. Or like right before you go on, being like, is this funny? Is this anything? Does anyone yeah. do this bit? Uh that's that's what I'm missing eating eating the meal upstairs at the cellar and all that stuff um but anyway what are what are some of the other shows you've experienced that are like that's the
0: show it's a scene oh uh, there was a couple man uh well Rafifi was big when I when I first moved here Rafifi was like the spot and that's where they say like what was that show they did an album out of it it was Bobby Tisdale Invite I mean, Them Up is- Invite them up. And that was like Aziz and Mike Birbiglia and Mulaney and all those. Nick Kroll was there. It was very. They were pop. Pete Holmes. It was popping. Uh, and that was like crazy hot. That Greg Johnson had a show there. That was like. I felt like Studio 54. It was celebrities. It was drugs. It was nighttime. It was the village. It was New York. And I was such a nobody. And I, Tom McCaffrey looked at me. Oh, my God. I mean, it was. I mean, this is so inside. I feel like we're boring the shit out of the people in uh, Montana. No, I think they're interested
1: in the in the New York scene. But I, I was on my way to Rafifi. I've, I've probably told you this story before when I got the call for Live at Gotham, which was my first TV thing ever. Comedy Central Live at Gotham, which is like, you know, it's so funny because I was just talking about how I thought it was like the most amazing show. I couldn't believe I was going to be on TV And uh, I was talking to Colin Quinn the other day, and he was like, Oh, that was the worst show ever. Worst show in the history of stand up. Because he's from an older generation. Like, to them, they were like, Oh, there's this dog shit show where (laughs) they perform at Gotham. Yuck. Well, what's the beef? Well, I think it was just, I guess they saw like low level comics at Gotham Comedy Club. It was, there was nothing, it was brightly lit. There was nothing like dangerous or fun about it. It was like a modern day a and E's even at the improv i see um but i was walking to rafifi and i I hadn't been living in new york long and then i got a call and it was erin von schoenfeldt who books the improvs now and but she was working at comedy central at the time and she was like here's your date you're gonna be on live at gotham and i just smoked a bunch of weed and i was by myself walking down the street second avenue and i was like great great And I called my mother. She didn't give a fuck. She told me to kill myself. And then I went inside and I wanted to tell everybody, but nobody gave a shit because it was Rafifi. And then I remember there was a comic who I didn't think was all that great. And he was like, I just got called. I'm on live at Gotham. And it took all the joy out of me. (laughs) And, And there wasn't that much joy to begin with. So it was just another moment of expectations aren't quite what you want and now this turned into a sad story but anyways i want to hear who of.
0: that is uh off air but do i know him oh of course yeah I mean, he's a comic Ooh. oh I'll interesting. text interesting <laughs> okay okay why why what you weren't ecstatic i mean my first tv set i shit blood i mean i was ex- so i was on the moon
1: well i was excited but i mean we talked about it last week i'm a i'm a sad sack of a man my my, my parents didn't care my, my you know my cousin's gay and my you know whatever my mother wears shoes on christmas uh sure i get it you know it was just you know there's so many things that you don't get the reaction you want because what you want is to call uh, a family and they're like oh my god can you believe it honey come in and get pick up the other
0: phone you're gonna hear this and instead it's more like "Uh, all right that's great yeah I hear you, but I gave up on that in in fourth grade. Once I realized that, you know, I got a pubic hair and I jizzed in my own face. I, nobody <laughs> cared. I said, all right, this is for me. So I got a, I got a TV so I didn't even tell my parents. I was like, this is for me. I'm not letting anybody ruin it. I've learned my lesson. This is you. You got the live and got them. Fuck what, what, what Steve, your dad thinks. You enjoy it.
1: Well, this was also 17 years ago. Don't forget. I mean, I was 11, True. so I didn't True. know what was what. And who was who, but, and by the way, that live at Gotham, I mean, that's another one. I remember shit in my pants. And you mentioned TJ Miller. He was on my night and I remember he showed up. They were like, get there at five. We got to do an outfit change and a run through and a thing. And TJ Miller was like nowhere to be found. And I remember being like, this guy's dead meat. I mean, they might not even let him go on. This is crazy. And then eventually he showed up like an hour and a half late. And I remember being like, well, let's see how this goes. And nobody cared. And that was a real lesson in show business to me.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that is fascinating. Can I just go back to a point you made earlier that I wanted to touch on? Please. You got the bit with the swipe in and the grandma's tits and it's not hitting. And I said it's ahead of its time. Do you ever think about Magellan and all those Copernicus cunts who got locked up for talking about the earth is round and your dad's gay and your mom's flat and all this shit and they got thrown in jail and uh, you know the Milky Way is not real and God is uh, a pedophile or whatever it is and so you gotta remember maybe you are ahead maybe I, it's just hard I mean
1: I could just hear the keyboards clicking this comparison between my bit about zooming into wow. my grandmother's tits and being Play-Doh I mean I'm not exactly uh Look, you know, Doc Brown over here. Yeah, look,
0: 88 miles an hour, 121 gigawatts. That's a whole different story. And Michael Jackson or Michael J. Fox has is, is got the, the shakes. But I'm just saying, uh, I have a bit that I think is a little too, too forward and it's not working. But I'm not dropping it because I believe in it. And I don't believe in, in the guy in the trucker hat with the uh, one tooth and the can of Schlitz. Yeah, I mean I'll keep
1: trying it, but like you said earlier, I mean if I keep getting zero, yeah, yeah. What am I going to do? I, I can't just keep smearing my grandma's tits if people are like, well, yeah, it's true. Good point. So, cuz some things, you know, sometimes you're just like, well, I guess no one else
0: thinks that. Yeah. Yeah, and if they don't think it, they're not going to laugh at it, so But it's a, this kind is kind of a shame.
1: This is another great thing about podcasts now is that thought can live here instead yes. of in stand-up.
0: Yes, but um, I feel like that was my whole childhood going, what about in this something? And people go, shut up, keep making the bed or keep hey, aisles on the road or whatever. Like, no, nobody gave a shit about any idea I had as a kid, which is thank God for stand up because it gives you a little bit of of uh, an audience and somebody's listening for 10 seconds. I feel like my whole childhood was like, hey, hey, uh, quit less yapping and more clapping or whatever the hell. Like, <laughs> you know, you got time to lean, you got time to queef, shut up. Completely, and I remember
1: being a, a little kid in the supermarket parking uh, parking lot. Jeez, I just started talking like I was a little kid, Barking and lot. and um, that was weird because we we're talking about childhood. It was like it triggered me into Whoa. sounding like fucking Will Hunting. But your dick's gonna shrink. So we're sitting there in the parking lot, and I was you know bouncing around like a kid does, and my mother was like, "Hey, get over here! This is a street," and I was like, oh, it's, it's a parking lot." And she was like, don't be fresh. But I remember yeah. thinking, of like, I don't know, but it's just not a street. She's like, well, this car's driving. I'm like, well, I mean, this car's driving on a racetrack, but it's not a street. It's a racetrack. This is a parking Ooh. lot. And I remember thinking that and not being like, this is a bit, but I remember having that feeling of like, I, I'm, I got something, though. Why yes. Don't? And that feeling of like, and this is where ego started and still
0: going of like, why aren't you admitting? I, I'm making a point. Right. You right. fucked up. Yeah. I'm correct. Yeah, no, yeah, you you had it, and that's that's the essence of of being a standup right there. It's like, isn't it weird how we say this, but it's actually there. I mean, that's that's comedy, baby. So you're in the right field, that's for sure. I had this one. My mom was such a twat. She would, I would do the uh, the you know say something, and she would laugh, and the whole room would laugh. She'd go, so stupid. I'm like, oh. stupid, fuck you, you, you 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 coos. I just got the room to laugh, dude. That you couldn't have thought of that. Yes,
1: I still get that now all the time where people people that aren't funny do this. Boom boom. Oh. And I'm like, "No, that's funnier than anything you've ever come up with." It happens on social media yes. too. They're like, um, boom, or like "Waka waka" and I'm like, You've never come up with anything as funny as this thing that you're like dismissing as whatever. And I'm dismissing it too. It's like a tweet, whatever. Yeah. You suck. And you just, you're a hack being like, ba dump bump. Right. You're just a hack. That's like fucking a hundred year old comeback or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I'm I'm so, I got three of those today. I got oof. I got ba dump bump. I got uh, wah, wah. And I'm like, that's a that's a pun. That's clever. You, yeah, you couldn't come up with that. Blow me. And and I've said it before, but they only give you the wah wah when it's clever. When it's nothing, they don't even comment. Right. Isn't it weird how nothing, if it doesn't make any sense or whatever, people just ignore it. But if it's kind of clever, they give you more shit.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, I, I don't, I don't. You got a point for sure. That's they all stick. I wanted. Um, but. Oh, I had something else about ah, sorry. making everybody laugh.
0: You made your mom laugh. So stupid. <laughs> what do you mean stupid? Yeah. I, I, did, I had to rearrange some shit for that to connect. You're stupid. How about that? Yeah, take that, bitch. Put that in your ass and blow
1: it or whatever. Um, yeah. All right, we got, we got the things I just oh. noticed
0: should we do the things I'll get hey Tuesday's of stories is brought to you by Lucy nicotine gum we love Lucy company was founded by Caltech scientists who were former smokers that's what you want folks you want the people who get it to cure it to figure it out to nail it took them three years of research and experimenting and they made Lucy a nicotine gum that actually tastes good that's true I've tasted it it's great gives you a little kick. Comes in three flavors, wintergreen cinnamon and pomegranate, each with four milligrams of nicotine. That's all you need. Drop those uh, cigs and pick up some gum. And they also have lozenges. When you're craving a smoke, all you need is a little something to satisfy the habit and you're good to go. Get Lucy, so you're prepared for the itch. Here, here. I mean, they say smoking is the hardest thing to, to kick and uh, they have all these books and whatnot. And I think this is the best way. You got to get on it. Tastes great. Easy to get. Get your Get your fix, and don't inhale a bunch of tar. Tell them how. There, they
1: are supporting this show, so go support them. Get 20% off all products, including gum or lozenges, at lucy.co with code TUESDAYS. That's 20% off lucy.co, and use promo code TUESDAYS at checkout. I have to give this disclaimer warning This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. But you already knew that, so get 20% off a Lucy.co with code TUESDAYS.
0: Sing it, sister. All right. Also, TUESDAYS brought to you by Feels CBD. You know we love the Feels. We love the CBD. We're both neurotic psychos. We need uh, to take the edge off, but hey, He's sober. I'm a douche. We don't want to fly off the handle with some uh, barbiturates. So give me a nice CBD. No high, but it just makes you feel better, relaxes you, and uh, my brain is evil. So please boil my brain in some feels. What is it? It's a premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. It naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Lord knows... I got the shakes easy to take a few drops of feels under your tongue and you feel the difference in minutes I use it every night just to snooze I got problems with the snooze the brain New to CBD well it feels offers a hotline and text message support to help guide you through your experience It works naturally to help you feel better There's no high no hangover no addiction no chemicals just good clean stuff become a member I'm a member Get it to your door every day. You can cancel any time and save some dough. How do you do it, Joe Fatty?
1: Feels has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you, too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash Tuesdays, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's feels, F-E-A-L-S.com slash Tuesdays to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping one more time, feels.com slash Tuesdays, and feel better. Woo-wee! Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Hot All dog. right. By the way, that feels. I, I ordered some more. On my on They sent us some, and then I, I went in there and ordered some. I was like, I got to get some more of this shit because it's fun to drop, and Sarah will, like, hang her head off the couch, and I drop it in there. It's it's kind of sexual.
0: I want to, you know, dress her up like a cat and spit in her face. <laughs> I love that. that. Something about a woman's head hanging that backwards way is something hot about it because that mouth is you just want to put stuff in it.
1: Exactly. You want to really get creative, and I, I've seen it in the motion pictures where they have that head tilted back and the guy's just jamming it right in there, and uh, it seems pleasant to me.
0: And then you wonder, does that turn women off? Women women are so strong. My gal, I don't know what, she, what she's into. I don't know what you, your gal's into. They're so secretive and vague. We could all have a better life and enjoy sexual stuff, but it's all this weird... I don't know, uh, tiptoeing around. I can't say this. Got to use play words. Just tell me what you want, you skank.
1: It's all guesswork. I yeah. mean,
0: yeah.
1: Sometimes where you're like, yeah, I'm your father, you dumb bitch, and they come, and then other ones, you got to really punch them in the pussy, and some you got to suck <laughs> on their toes, and and it's that's just guess. my aunt. Yeah, I mean. It's hard to know, but uh, and then of course, as as years and days go by, you gotta you gotta mix it up a little bit. I I got I'm like painting a mustache on my girl, and uh,
0: (laughs) I got her wearing. I I don't even I don't even know anymore. But is there any wonder why there's like weirdness with male and women's sexuality and other stuff and tension? And it's like, hey, I feel like after sex with my lady, I'm like. Fill out this checklist, fill out this comment card, what do you like, what do you not like, and we can just we can just get you off, please you to perfection every time. What what is this uh you could you could marry somebody for 30 years and go like, you like that? I had no idea. Like, what is that?
1: Yeah, it's a whole lot of pussyfooting, and then which is one of my things, and then when I say when I I'm, I'm like, say this. I feel like a, a a douche like afterwards I'm like oh my god what was I doing I can't believe I said
0: that I don't want anyone to know that and it's really uh it's tricky sex is it's tricky. tricky and and it doesn't have to be but I guess it does I mean I'm I'm 100% blaming the female sex on this <laughs> 100% yeah.
1: yeah it's on you you dumb fucking cunts
0: Well just tell us it's, it's all this oh, men are so stupid they don't know what they did but, but, like if you tell us once right put it in writing Text me. I got it. I've felt this way before. I'm sure we've said this before. I know everyone
1: hates me for saying that, but I'm self-conscious about saying things that we've already said. But I always felt that way, and I tried to do a bit about this that also hated. I got a lot of bad bits. But I remember 30 years ago as a kid, people would be like, you don't know what a blowjob is. Oh, this guy doesn't know what a blowjob is. And just being like, well, just tell me. Uh, If you tell me, I'll just know. And then we'll have the same amount of knowledge. I I don't get it just say what yeah. it is and you, someone told you fucking 3 hours right. ago.
0: Right, right. I fucking hate that. And now we do that to the uh, we do that on steroids with like what's a super delegate? Oh, this guy's all right. We got a Nazi over here. He doesn't know what to do. And I'm like, I just I didn't read the fucking capital book. I don't know. I didn't read the 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 book on politics. Just tell me. And by the way, it's not that easy to figure out. Yes. I mean, you
1: got you got the House, you got the Congress, you got the legislative, the executive, your mother's asshole. There's a whip. I don't know what the fuck a whip is. You got What's two whips? whips. There's a we minority got- whip, a
0: majority whip, a f- cool whip. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, the black people drive a whip, and then there's a uh, whip it good. Uh, and then... There's the Jews and the judicial and the legislative and there's three of those as branches. Yeah, there's a there's a governor, a sen I don't know what a senator does and a governor and a mayor is a city. Then there's a councilman. What about What is a- all that? There's an alderman. What's an, ald- oh, <laughs> like an alderman? alderman. Alderman Swayzak.
1: I-, I don't know who an alderman is. I don't know who gets an alderman. I don't know why they're an alderman. I, I-, I mean, I was an alter boy, but I-, I don't know what an alderman is.
0: Yeah, and- yeah. Well, I, I know uh, Robert Altman, but it- what the hell's a comptroller? troller while we're at it? I never heard that until just now. Give it a goog. That's a-, that's a thing. Comptroller, which seems made up. It's like olfactory. What the hell? That's in your nose. I'm like, is it a new? Is it old? What are we doing here? We're just putting words together.
1: No, it's all very confusing, and uh, it's there's the Declaration of Independence, and then there's the Institute of Technology. I I don't know. I don't know what's what, and and I'm watching the shit all day. And here's the thing: sometimes too, you, I watch cable news, but they never explain some of the things. So I'm watching the news every day. I'm like Cal Ripken over here. Watching the news every day, but they never—I missed the first episode. Evidently, they didn't like when CNN started. They didn't come out and say, "Hey, there's a this and a that." I, I yeah. know this, the governors. This is what I know, or what I've been told or read, is the governors are doing more governing, and that's why people are like they're better qualified to be a president because the governors have to actually govern. A senator right. just votes. He just ah. lives in D.C. and he votes yes or no on uh, your mother's gig. asshole, and sometimes presents a thing. But they're they're out pussyfooting everywhere. That's why it's hard to, uh, what do you call it when you're running, you navigate and you negotiate? Campaign. campaign. Because the governor has to do shit. And then Mayor Pete, that little fella, he was running, <laughs> and he was the mayor of like a town. And people were like, how do you campaign? You're the mayor of like a city. Don't you have to go... Right. Mayor of the city, but senators, they can just mail in a vote, I think, or they just text their mother and say, hey, vote no on AIDS or whatever.
0: That's why, I mean, I get politics if you want to make some changes and shake things up and and run the world. And I think it's all power and all ego and all anal because... A, as you said, they don't do shit. They just often they they got a desk with an American flag on it, and they got the little pen holder and some some uh, notary and a little stamp on their envelope that says Mayor Buddha Dick or whatever. It's all formalities. They don't do anything. That's how he has time to campaign. But here's the the rub: something goes wrong, and it's your ass. Right. That's the whole job. Yeah, I
1: think some of the lower level people actually do some things i guess i I don't know what the fuck's going on over there but i think the the president does like the least i feel like yeah they're just i don't know what the fuck they do they're just like i guess they can veto or uh you know dido i don't don't know what's going on with the president they they do some speeches and whatnots but it's like the head coach i remember watching an interview or listening to an interview with a head football coach, and they're like, what's the biggest difference about being the head coach as opposed to the defensive coordinator? He's like, it's less coaching. Ah. like I think the defensive coordinator's like, all right, we are going to blitz them? We're going to go to the nickel. We're going to go to the dime. We're going to do a 4-3. And the head coach, I think he's just out there smacking people's asses and saying, if we win the toss,
0: defer. Right. He's got a clipboard and a headset, and he's just drinking Gatorade on the sidelines going, you fucking cum guzzler, you got to catch that ball. But... It's like anything else. It's like TV. You know, Fallon ain't in the writers' room. That's a harder job than than pre- presenting. But it's all on him. Somebody gets in trouble, it's on him. He's the head of the head of the tower. Movie sets. I used to work on movie sets. The director sits in a director's chair, drinking lattes, and uh, he goes, "Cut! All right, lunch." And then the AD is up there cranking the film, and he's the assistant director. Then you got the other guy, the 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 director of photography. He's got six lenses on his neck and cargo shorts, and he's going, "Move that over here! Woody- We're losing light." Ah! You know, these guys' asses on the line. But the director's just—he's getting a massage. Yeah, it's interesting. Exactly,
1: the director's like, "All right, I need this to be have like a golden tint. I want yeah. it to be uh, un- look out of focus, and then." Rack the focus. All of a sudden, it comes into focus, and you zoom and swing it and hit it. And the DP's like, oh, my God, we got to fly in a camera from Germany. I got to blow my father on Christmas, and you yep. got to get another lens. And the director's like, well, you better get it. I don't know. If, you better yeah. do that because that's what it needs to be.
0: <laughs> it's my vision, and your ass is on the line. It's like Steve Jobs is up in a turtleneck and mom jeans going – This thing, you swipe it, it's going to open up, and Windows sucks, and Bill Gates is a douche, and then there's some kid in Asia going, ah, the soldering iron, if I don't get this shit going, I'm going to have to jump out of a window, but they put a net under it.
1: Yes, I think we talked about this similarly a few weeks ago. It's like, I got inventions up the ass, but I I don't know what to do with them. I got to figure... By the way, we talked about this t-shirt idea I got. I got 300 emails. I've never gotten more emails in my life. How many people are printing
0: t-shirts at their home? I can't even... It's it's the, it's the American dream now. It's the, they got it. what's the what's the idea again? I didn't want to say it because oh. someone will take this son of a bitch.
1: It's big. I'm telling you now, it's big.
0: Oh, so these people they lending out their service. Like I got the I got the gear. If you want to make it, yeah, but I, I want it to be like a website,
1: a company, a thing. Because this is gonna be this is gonna be the new look of the '90s, Jerry. <laughs>
0: <This> <laughs> well, now thing. you gotta text me.
1: This is I'll text you this and the the shitty comic and I got a lot to text you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Oh boy. I mean, no offense, but what? What are we? Are we up there with Got Milk? I mean, how good could this slogan <laughs> be? This is bigger than Got
1: Milk. I mean, this could. <laughs> I want to
0: say it because I'm so
1: proud of it, and it would be funny because people would be like, "That idea sucks." What are you kidding? But I really do. It's not patent. It's not Sean patented. Got so it. someone Bad could just nab
0: it. I'll see it out there, and I'll, I'll have to shoot myself in the tits. All right. Oh, geez, you got uh, these these gays are foaming at the mouth over here you're getting them all hot and bothered they're sitting on a towel here and you won't tell us but can I just say this about the politics and it's the last thing about the, the delegate and the senate and the Scaramucci and uh, the other guy the saving grace of all that shit is Google because I go on Google and I go what the fuck's up? and it fills in Senator Dew and I go ah thank god there's other assholes out there who doesn't know what this guy does but don't you have this sometimes? When you Google,
1: you read it, and you're like, "I got nothing."
0: Oh, completely. I read,
1: I read Whip a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, "I got to get to the bottom of this Whip because I've been worried about it since '85." And yep. I read a novel about whips and 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 chains and yeah, Dick Cheney and all this stuff. And I, I got I got nothing. Miracle Whip. I, I read the whole thing. <laughs>
0: You know, Whippy Houston. I, I, I still, I still don't know what the fuck the whip does. Ooh, uh, yeah, I don't either. And uh, I, I equate that with like a powdered wig and slavery and washing. I don't know what that is. So I, I, I gave up on whip uh, in elementary. But is that around? I think that's
1: over. No, that's still around, and it sucks because you want to present yourself. And this is where it's. This is part of a much larger picture. Because you feel like if you don't know it, then you can't. All your points are invalid. Because people will do that. You don't know what a whip is. You're fucking. Why am I even talking to this guy? Yep. And I'm sitting there, and they're going, "Well, the minority whip came in." And uh, I mean, minority whip. I mean, this term. I can't even ah. believe how offensive it is. My God. Yeah. How did that make it through? <laughs> I mean, minority whip. I thought we did away with that in the '60s.
0: I know. I feel weird saying, like, my buddy's whipped, you know, with his girlfriend. Even now, because like, he's a black guy. He's whipped like crazy. And I'm like, hey, all these terms you say, they're all bad for slay. Hey, I'm calling my black. You want to hang? Oh, shit. You're so whipped. Ah, shit. You know, I'm like, I got, I got. You want to get a brownie? Oh, no. Oh, I'm, I'm going to jail. Brownie
1: points. Uh, oh, God. I'm getting a whole lot of shit over here. We had to get text because we have the, the ads that come. By the way, we have another ad. I got I to gotta mention we got another, not an ad, a sponsor. Uh-huh. a sponsor. This episode is also brought to you by Express VPN. Speaking of Googling things, did you yeah. know lots of streaming services hide thousands of shows from you based on your location? What's streaming in your country is completely different from what is available to someone in the UK or Japan, but you can get around all that with Express VPN. Using ExpressVPN, I can control which country the internet thinks I am in. With just one click, I can change my location. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I think that's what a minority whip does. <laughs> ExpressVPN has over 90 countries to choose from, so every time I run out of stuff to watch, I just switch to another country to unlock new shows. This is amazing. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty great. I mean, personally, I just started watching The, the Lady in the Dale, The Car in the Dale. Have you watched that one? On HBO. The Car and the Dale. Chippendale? I don't know what that is. It's about, I told you about the car, the lady that made the three wheeled car. Oh, yo, what's the name of it? I won't watch that tonight. I think it's Lady and the Dale or the, something Dale is in there. Dale, Uncle Dale? No, I, I wish he invented a three wheel <laughs> car. Uh, I've been the third wheel in a couple of his days, but I'm watching that on HBO. That's fantastic. There's the new Woody Allen Mia Farrow doc coming to HBO, which I'm afraid they're going to slam my beloved Woody. That's coming out. Can't so wait. you're gonna want to see that. That's what I've been watching. But you can watch more with ExpressVPN. Tell them how to do it, Mark.
0: You got it, Tubbs. Be smart. Stop playing Stop paying full price for streaming service and only getting access to a fraction of the content. Get your money's worth at ExpressVPN.com/tuesdays. Don't forget to use our link so you can get three extra months free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Tuesdays. ExpressVPN dot com slash Tuesdays to learn more. You're going to love it. All the great shows. Watch whatever you want. And don't get followed. Get on it, folks.
1: And while we're selling things, folks, join the Patreon. For God's sakes, it's it's a, that's enough already. The jig is up. I mean... Uh, the patreon is where you want to be we got so much stuff we're about to record a bonus again right after this it's gonna be a hot one we've done bonuses every week there's like hours and hours i can't even imagine how many hours are on there it's gotta be hundreds of hours plus all the live shows chris stefano who evidently is famous now he's on there <laughs> yeah we had the best episode we ever did was him and, and ron bennington oh. from austin lights out lunch yep. Absolutely amazing. By the way, I watched Death Proof last night for. Uh, we're doing. Ronan and I have this movie podcast, and I watched Death Proof, and they talk about Antons. In, oh, uh, wow. Look at that. They're like, yeah, we read Antons earlier. We did our podcast there. Best episode we ever did, I thought. Bennington, Christy, tons of good ones. We have. Uh,
0: who else is on there? Corinne oh, Fisher Bert, is on there. Burt Kreischer, Michelle Wolf, Nikki Glazer, Giannis Papas, uh, Ari Shafir, I mean, we we really ran the gamut on uh, Friends of ours. But great stuff, plus the the, the queefs all day long. We got road queefs, you got Sarah and you queefs, I got me and the lady queefs. I mean, there's so many extra minutes of Fat Chris Al and green rooms all over the country. I mean, there's a plethora of jizz on that napkin. Yeah, we started doing those, by the way, in like... 2017
1: i think 2018 so it's like years of stuff on the patreon and it's a bargain you can get on there for five bucks and you get the video a week early so you can uh, you know talk about how ugly i am a week early and uh so get in there join that patreon it's it's uh, a lot of fun and, and you really are missing out on the tuesdays with stories experience if you're not on the patreon
0: here here now i know you got a nugget so I want to get a nugget. It or you maybe you got something you said. I got a thing. It's not. A, I don't know if it's a nugget because people oh. are gonna be like that wasn't a nugget. Denver nugget, <laughs> yeah, chicken I'm, nugget. I'm, All right. Well, let me throw a nugget in then. Maybe it's a nugget. It could be a, a fish stick. I don't know if it's a full nug. But so. We're in a pandemic. All you hear is like, hey, use the time to make your thing and use this time. You're you're sitting at home all day squeezing your meat, like actually go out and make a video or a masterpiece, whatever it is. So I've been talking a lot of bullshit about buying a piano. Uh Uh-huh. Of course, 26 months have gone by. I never bought the piano. I did a show in Lafayette, Louisiana. It's a two and a half hour drive back to the great city of New Orleans, I'm driving with my pal, Vincent Zambon, he was the opener, and he goes, you know, I just bought a guitar a couple weeks ago, and I play it 30 minutes a day, and I go, really? And he goes, yeah, it was hell, and then, before you know it, you just get it, and now I can play the guitar, and I was like, huh, you get a book? He's like, yeah, you get a book, and I'm like, you get an app, what do you do? You watch YouTube? He's like, yeah, I did all that, but I just, I just enjoy playing, and I go, is it a chore? Is it like, oh, it's 1230, I gotta pick up that axe and stroke it, and he goes, no, I enjoy it, it's relaxing. And I said, if this guy is buying a guitar and playing it, I should have bought the. If I had bought the piano back then, I would have. I'd be a fucking Mozart by now. That's or what at least it is, Chuck Berry.
1: Yeah. So I, I've been doing the same thing. I got the mandolin nine years ago. I was with you. I didn't take lessons for two and a half years. Then I took all the lessons. Then I stopped taking lessons. But I've been playing guitar during pandemic because Sarah's got a guitar. So I, I've been playing that, and all of a sudden I got a few chords. But that's what happens to me is. I was always like, "There's six strings. My fingers are fat. Yep. My dick is soft. I can't play guitar." And then I'm 38. I pick it up. I've learned four chords and seven years ago. And I just sit there and I think, <laughs> "I could. Fi- I could have done this when I was six. Like I, I should know. just be satisfied with I'm playing guitar every day." But yep. instead, I'm like, "Fuck." I yes. could have been a fucking musician and jumping around instead of going up there and being like, have you ever fuck your wife and she talks dirty and you don't <laughs> like It's nonsense. I could've been fucking you know, singing songs and having everyone sing along and, and, and actually love me instead of just laughing at me. But sorry, I'm 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 ruining your story, but
0: But you're yes. Buddy Holly. You could have been Buddy Holly.
1: Ooh wee, I look just like Buddy Holly. And ah, there you go. And I'm looking like Mary Tyler Moore. <clears throat> but so anyways, I've been doing this, the guitar thing, and I just did an interview on Mindful Mental Jacket, quick plug, with this woman, Catherine Price, who wrote this book, How to Break Up With Your Phone. And she was talking about, she's like talking about you spend four hours a day on your phone if you spent like 45 minutes of that playing an instrument. And she was talking, she's like, I play guitar now, I play drums, and she really inspired me. So my point is, tell me you got the piano. Well...
0: Uh, everything you just said, I'm, I'm vouching and doubling down on. I completely agree, and it's that that hump. You got to get over that. Hump. It's like a stick shift. It's like anything else. You know, you get in your car, you go. I'll never learn this. This is beyond me. I can't figure it out. And then you just keep grinding. You keep failing. And now I can drive a stick. I'm I'm fucking whipping that uh, little cunt all over town now, and it's whip. it's second nature, huh? Whip, whip, minority. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I'm just going to suck it up, like you said, you, you, and the brain knows that it. it is hard, then you just keep doing it, so I'm just going to keep hit tickling those ivories, and then eventually I'll be playing Chopsticks, and then eventually I'll be playing uh, Nirvana, and then, you know, Chris Brown.
1: I'll tell you, when when, when Louie, who I also got a book, Salakews gave me this thing, which is hilarious. Wow. It's a notebook with Louis C.K.'s face on
0: it, which is That's terrifying. Uh, yeah, oh, it creeps us out, but I got a put it under the pillow before i jerk off but yeah that's um, like george's uh mom doll it's like staring at you (laughs) it looks exactly the same (laughs) i know the red hair um but he
1: when he got you know canceled or whatever the term is he started playing piano and that guy he plays mozart like crate not like some really john bullshit he plays like like flight of the uh bumble cunt he can really play i mean it's insane. He plays all the the hits from the 1700s or whatever year those guys were alive.
0: Whoa. How cool is that? All right. Well, I mean, if that idiot can do it, I feel like that gives me a little hope. And also, here's the, here's the, uh, the clinker is you buy these keyboards online. I watch 80 reviews on keyboard. I watch 14 YouTube videos. It takes a lot of time to pick the right one. And I was about to buy the the piano with the stand, you know, the little cross X metal stand with all the wires. And I go, fuck it. I'm buying the real piano. I got the wooden box and everything. Yeah, I'm going all in. And upright? Upright, baby grand. Here's the thing. If you put the goddamn... Because I was all about portability. I want to slide it under the rug. I want to put it under the bed and never see it again. But the easier it is to put away, the more you're going to put it away. So I'm leaving that chooch... Right there on the floor, against the wall, taking up real estate. So I can't, I can't avoid it.
1: Well, that's what this lady Catherine Price. Everybody, go check out My Metal Jacket. She said the key is never put your guitar away. Just have it sitting out there. And I was like, I did that just because I'm a piece of shit that doesn't put things away. <laughs> but she's like, it, it just, it's one more obstacle. You got to like unzip the bag or yep. the whatever. Uh, it's like jerking off. You gotta unzip your bag before you can jerk off on someone's face. So right, takes forever.
0: But how are you getting it up into that apartment? Hey, that's uh, that's up to the Guatemalan guy who works for uh, Amazon. I mean, he's gonna help me. I'll give him a, a Finsky. We'll put that puppy on his back like a donkey in Venezuela and he's gonna hike it up the stairs. Also I have an elevator and uh, we'll we'll wheel that that Nazi right into here and and start playing.
1: That's exciting. I mean like a, a, a real piano, piano, cuz that's always and we've had this conversation before. That's always the instrument you most want to play cuz people stand around you and you'll you do that look back, you know yeah. the piano <laughs> look back. Oh. That exactly. is like it's all I've ever wanted to do and 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 my favorite moment in the Marx Brothers are always when Chico comes and starts shooting those keys, so Yes it's, it's, it's something you always want to do I can play three little tiny things in the piano And I feel alive when I'm doing it It's just someone taught me when I was, you know, 17 Right, um, right,
0: exactly But it's so true You're at that party, it's kind of dead And you go, oh, what's that over there? You blow the dust off, you you pop that cover open, and then everybody starts dancing. You picture like, you know, drink starts getting served and everybody's doing twirls and shit. And I, I just, I can't wait to tickle it and get on the, the black and white and really, really play some uh, some Bach or Wagner or whatever Jew hater guy. And uh, it's going to be a minute, but I, I'm going to film the whole thing because that's what you do now. And I'll, I'll make a night out of it. But I'll tell you what, what really sucked was just pushing the purchase button, because it's a couple it's a couple pennies for this puppy. And I, and I just couldn't do it, and I eventually just said, ah, fuck it, and I pushed it. Then I go, wow, I did it. That's it. And then 20 minutes later, I get a bounce back email saying, the payment didn't go through, you put the wrong number in or something. And I was like, is that a sign? Is that a sign that I shouldn't be buying this? And I had to re-up and go, ah, just get it and put the right number in, you cunt. Well,
1: Oh, shit. I forgot what I was going to say because that didn't go through thing. By me. Oh, the nice thing about a piano, if you bought a, a piano piano, like a nice piano, is it's beautiful. It's art. So even yes. if you're not playing it, like if you have the keyboard stuck under the, the couch, it looks like shit and it's just embarrassing. But a piano, <laughs> even if you've never played,
0: you can have a piano just because it's like a beautiful uh, thing. It's prettier than a couch or a you know a armoire. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. I mean, I, look, I'm, I'm not I didn't dive into a fucking Yamaha here with uh little Richard on it. It's just it's just a stand up wooden box with keys on it. So let don't don't get the hopes up, folks. What's in the box? <laughs> John uh, Doe's got the upper hand.
1: Um, but yeah, no, that's exciting. I love it. That's a nugget. I mean, that's a big nugget. My nugget's nothing. I got a nothing nugget. But uh, that sounds like a cereal. Nothing nugget.
0: Like, there's no fat in it. Nothing nugget. That could be something. Well, there's a lot of fat in this episode, but... Well, people uh, say nothing burger. That's a real nothing burger. But nothing nugget is better. You got the alliteration. Yeah, I think so. Keep it. Keep it in the
1: pocket. Uh, Yeah, you could call it the nothing N-word for short to kind of... Ah, maybe not. Denver (laughs) N-words. Oh, boy. Um... (laughs) By the way, you notice we haven't edited in a long time. In the old days, we'd have to always be like, cut that, cut this. I feel like we haven't done that in a long
0: time. I guess we we grew up a little and got a little more scared. I don't know. Or less scared. Uh Aha. Because back
1: when we first started, every 10 minutes, we were like, don't put that out. (laughs) Edit this. But, you know, I think we're growing as people. Sure, I'm hard. Um, Oh, so anyways, my nugget, I, I was home last weekend or two weekends ago, whenever the hell I was home, and I went over to Borderland State Park, which I've talked about before. It's my favorite park in uh, Massachusetts. Well, maybe not my favorite, but it's the one closest to my parents' house. Took my niece and nephew there, and it was a big snowstorm brewing. It was in the uh, – what's that called? The resume? Brochure? Uh, fuck.
0: No. nor'easter.
1: Weather Channel. Forecast, the forecast. It was ah. in the forecast. Big snow coming, snowstorm coming, and uh, I was like, fuck it. You, you know You know when you try to thread the needle of the storm where it's like it's the storm is supposed to start snowing at 10 a.m.? So I told my niece and nephew, I was like, get up at 8.30, wheels up at 8.30, I'm picking you up. So just be ready because we're going to have an hour to, uh, to get there, walk around before it starts being a huge snowstorm. We got them up at 8.30, got them all bundled. We're the only ones in the park because everyone's afraid of the snow, of course. Sure. So we got the whole park to ourselves, and we walked around in the quiet. We took moments of meditation. I had them do gratitude. lit. We took turns going around saying what we're grateful for. Beautiful day. The ice was frozen, so we walked way out onto the ice. We had, like, group hugs in the ice. I'm trying to really spread the, the butter of love, you know. And That's great. Let these children feel the love tonight, and... We're sitting there. We're having, I'm like, let's have a moment of silence. Just sit here and just take in nature. And then we hear, we're out in the ice, like 100 feet out. We hear, and I go, cut off the ice. Everyone go. Everyone run. And it's slippery. We're like assholes, like doing like whoop, 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 like, like bunny hole shit. Yeah, Bambi. And so we go, and no one shot us, luckily, but we come <laughs> running out. Uh, to the ice and it's like slipping and sliding we had to like we dive off the ice into the snow we're like oh my god that was scary and then we hear bow, bow, bow. and we realize it's like a gun range there's like a gun range like over there It wasn't the ice at all the ice was totally fine it was just a gunshot shit all of our pants and we ran off the ice then we went back on the ice because we realized it was just a gun and then you have that moment where you're like Why would the ice be cracking? It's been 12 degrees for six weeks. You know, it's Ah. like, I can see it's four inches thick. But it was quite an adventure. Then the snow finally came. We're walking around in the park. And you can, like, if you stop and get quiet, you can hear the snow, like, just hitting the the, the ground. It's making this beautiful sound. And huge snowflakes. There's an open field there. We're running around catching them in our mouths like little retarded kids. And yes. it was just beautiful, gorgeous. Got in the car, drove home, listened to some rock and roll. It looks like you're going warp speed. And just had a great, great time. It was a fun threesome out in the woods.
0: I love it. I mean, that is, that's the, what life's all about. We're all trying to get eight retweets and viral video. And, but it, it's all fleeting. That will be a memory stuck in your asshole forever. And that's a, it's a nice thing.
1: By the way, I like the pen. We should go pens. Pen is good. It it feels like we're smart. We're trying to figure something out. Let me make note of that, and uh, I'll just put that down in my permanent record.
0: Yeah, you get this one. Huh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's good. The ears, something.
0: Yeah. How about the guy when you were a kid who could do this one? I was like, oh, man, I want to blow this guy. He's so cool. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I mean, you know, uh, I, I think I told this
1: story a million times before. My friend Derek oft mentioned, funniest person I ever met. We had a my my sister or whatever my mother whoever s- set it up had like a, a psychic come over the house. What? And all the women got their palms read, and all the men were like these dumb bitches. Whoa. And so we played pool and drank beers, and they went and got their palms read and their tits was touched or whatever. Jared. And they came. The lady was leaving, and she had her table and her oils or whatever, and she was like, someone was like, how did you know you were a psychic or whatever, and. She blabbed on for like five minutes, and then when she finished, Derek went, ah, big deal. My dad can pull his thumbs off. And <laughs> it's still maybe my favorite thing anyone's ever said. I could not stop laughing. It's still uh, hilarious to me.
0: That's amazing. Wow. What a pull dare. And also, fuck psychics. Where were they on the pandemic? Good point. No mention. Used a heads up. No heads up, no warning. You, you got nothing. You can't see the future. You're worthless. I hope you get COVID. You're all a bunch of grifters, you gypsy twat. <laughs> yeah, you stick. Uh All right, where are you going to be? I mean, well, by the You're- way- Great hair day, best hair day since the, uh, look at that, it's luscious, it's full, it's cherry brown, I mean, look at that, wow, you look like Johnny Suede over there. Thank you very much, yeah, for the people have commented, like, hey, your hairline's receding, I'm like, it's
1: been here since 1982, my friends, (laughs) that was an old bit of mine, it's like my eyebrows and hair are
0: fighting. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it ain't ain't a forecast, it's a five cast, coming in, folks, look at that dandruff, it's a snowy day, but yeah. Uh, I forgot to plug all my dates for last week, even though we're recording this uh, off kilter. So thanks for coming out. I was at Soul Joel's. I was at the Blue Room, and then I got I got Raleigh coming up, and uh, Spokane, and Texas. I'm at the Paramount in Austin. So yeah, I got a bunch of dates. It's all on the website. I updated it like for for the first time in 30 years. So. Screw the uh, the haters. Uh, we're, we're coming out and doing the road. I mean, vaccines are pump- pumping, and let's, uh, let's have a yuck. Yeah, I have my date
1: book somewhere, but now I can't find it. But I'm coming to Omaha, Nebraska, April something. 21, 22, I think. And side splitters March something. Fuck me hard. But side splitters in March, Omaha in April. Check out their websites. I'll, I'll start updating my website. I'm all off. But Check out these podcasts. Go check out Mindful Metal Jacket. Uh, Last week, I had Catherine Price with How to Break Up with Your Phone, which is uh, timely, Uh, and it was a great conversation. It was really fun and interesting. And the week before that, I had this guy, Richard Lang, who is a fascinating teacher and author, and there's some good stuff. And then Ronan and I have been doing this movie podcast. That's on YouTube. You can check that out. The audio, I think, is on Patreon also. So uh, the Tuesdays with Stories Patreon. Join the Patreon. Come out and see us.
0: Patreon, uh, whatever. That's, yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on by. Uh, oh, I'm at Dayton. Oh, I forgot to say Dayton, Ohio, and Syracuse. Not bragging. Oof. So, yeah, join the Patreon. Say hello. Podcasts are, are, are slipping around like they're fluffing off like flies on a on a dick. So stick with us. We're here to stay. Who's got a better uh, consistency rate than this these kooks right here? So thanks for all you do, and we're here for you, and... Maybe eventually we'll uh, we'll meet up at some point and, and get back in person. Soon. When will
1: then be now? Soon. Soon.
0: Spaceballs loved it. Um, all right. Georgia said right, we're cut gonna it. go do a bonus right now. All right. Farts. G- Raise all blood. up. What?